Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, my next guest is a very talented young lady who's doing lots of different things, as you're going to discover now. Um, and, you know, on a business show, I think it's important to reflect the arts and I'm delighted to welcome a young lady who's an artist. And we'll hear more about her work in a second. But a big welcome to Sarah Sebastian, who's also the manager of the Mayfair Gallery in, um, I think it's Gold Street. Sarah, welcome to the show. Um, Mayfair Gallery, a very interesting sort of place in Northampton. You know, what, what, what does it get up to? What are you doing there? Hi, Adrian. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, Mayfair Gallery is a very unique business. Hampton Town. It's on Mayfair towards the train station. And um, here I, I teach young people um, art that are involved in care. And we run the gallery as a business as well. Okay, so the gallery is a business you put on what? Um, displays of different artists? Is, is, you know, does it change from week to week, from month to month? I mean, how, what's the business model? How does the gallery earn money? So the gallery, uh, we run exhibitions as normal. We take um, a commission cut if anything is sold. We are not too um, heavy on representation of artists. We like a free uh, calendar and, and to be able to move work as much as possible. Um, and who paints any artwork through the care system. We don't really take any commission from them because that's not the ethos, but definitely for any nationwide artist that we are representing at the time, um, you know, having an exhibition of their work, we do take a cut. How long has Mayfair Gallery been up and running? Because I only heard about it in the, in the summer. Uh, we opened in September 2020. Okay. So just before lockdown, of course, and all that. So it must have been a difficult few months for you. Yeah, very, very quiet. Um, we couldn't really have many visitors at all, but the classes definitely kept running and that, that seemed to be quite a good time to um, integrate my work downstairs um, with the young people in care. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely fascinated with this, um, the, the work that you do, because I came over with um, somebody from the council who, who introduced me to, to Mayfair Gallery, and I was very impressed and taken by what I saw. So you have a space downstairs, and you yeah. say you're working with young people in care. So just tell us, you know, what you're doing with them and, and some of the, you know, the issues you're addressing, I guess. It, it's a really interesting concept, because I think that um, we're one of the... Uh, um, so I work with Assist Care, um, we house and look after young people and um, instead of doing the usual thing where we just help them get to appointments or college, we now offer a service for decompression, expression, any, anything that they want to do um, that's creative really and we hope to support and maybe have this through this. Yeah, so it helps with, whoops. It helps with the healing process. It helps with self-expression for people perhaps otherwise are not feeling able to communicate some of their feelings. No? 
Yeah, because, um, you know, as we all know, everybody really suffers some kind of trauma in their life. And um, if you're a young person and you're not quite sure how to process everything that you've gone through, this seems to be a really good outlet for them. Indeed. Now, you know, what um, what motivates you to do this? What uh, what drew, drew you to this social element to your work? Mm, it's a really good question. Um, Definitely my own experience as a human being. Uh, I had quite a rocky time in, in my early development. So I understand um, the power of art, really. I've always been an artist through this outlet. And um, yeah, this is one of the reasons I've gravitated towards this kind of work and feel that I'm quite capable in it, you know? Well, yeah, you're very articulate and obviously very talented, as we'll come on to in a, in a second. But um, do you find then, and, you know, tell us a little bit, perhaps the number of people you see and help each week, but do you find that um, they do open up and because you have had some personal experiences that were difficult and challenging that you, you know, it's easier for you to empathize with their position? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's this one person in particular who didn't really come out of their shell for quite a long time and they've consistently come to uh, opening up about their feelings and it's just somebody to talk to you know um I do find that holding space and empathizing giving somebody the opportunity to just feel how they feel is quite transformative mm. no very much so and uh, perhaps we don't often talk talk often enough about our feelings and about our concerns and our anxieties now definitely and it's one of those things where it's an energy process if it's just felt and not judged, uh, that's one of the things that I try and teach is um, self-compassion and remove the judgment from a situation. It, it's it's quite, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, it's quite good. Mm. And do you come up with some really um, impressive pieces of art that you can, you know, can sell on? Oh, absolutely. So we had an exhibition um, and one of the young people made 290 pounds. Mm. everybody who did, did exhibit did sell artwork this exhibition that these young people had in previous most of them hadn't painted but you would never have known there was a lot of talent and a lot of natural skill yeah and does this change their life do, do people sort of really want to take it up and pursue it sort of more seriously through school or work no, i think so there are a couple where um I do notice that when they do work, they're a lot more calmer. Uh, there's more sense of esteem. They do feel more capable and assured of themselves when they do work. I have quite a lot of faith that they will keep working regardless of what they do in their life. Mm. Now, are these um, young people, are they in the you know, care system? Are they British or do you have sort of refugees or people you know, coming uh, from other countries as well? Um, it's all sorts. Uh, it's all sorts of young people. Mm. And a broad spectrum. Well, certainly, um, you know, the ones I saw there on the day, the, the artwork was impressive, very, uh, very impressive in many ways. And, um, you know, art is meant to make you think and, and provoke. So if you know the story behind the image, you see even even more so indeed. Now, you're an artist then. So what type of art do you do? Because the word artist can cover a multitude of sins or, or, um, or assets, of course. But what is your particular, how would you, you know, your USP as an artist? Yeah, I developed um, a technique that I named chemical composition. It's a little bit of a play on words. Um, it is uh, like a 3D marbling. So I use molecular 
structure to look around pigments on canvas. It's, um, it has quite a nice psychological effect, like a Rorschach test. So people see different things depending on their moods. Um, they're quite versatile, they can be flipped. And uh, I've even been quite successful in creating some that change color with the seasons. <laughs> really quite impressive. So how does an artist make money? Obviously you have a job as the manager of Mayfair Gallery, but um, you know, how do you or what services are you selling? What sort of commissions or jobs might you um, expect or do you look for? Uh, as I've grown as an artist for the last few years, it's been all sorts of things. So it started out as uh, family portraits, murals, set design, tattoo design, anything that you can really get and it helps build you. But now it's more a case of murals, um, uh, custom, sorry, custom commission pieces mm. and I do seem to make more money now, the more that I exhibit myself as a, I guess, a product in, in myself. Mm. So my lifestyle, the way I um, speak online, how I move, it, it's, it seems to be a thing that I am my artwork now. <laughs> and do you consider it to be a business or is that, you know, is money just, oh, no, please leave me. It's the purity of my art. No, I've always loved business. I think business is one of the most amazing things to get into and understand. It seems to be a very organic practice. Um, business grow after all of the hard work that you put in. Yeah. So you do see, uh, you know, your career developing and you will kind of almost manage your own talent or do you, do you have somebody that helps and guides you? No, I don't have anybody that helps and guides me, but um, I'm always open to constructive criticism or not um i do find that i do take a step back now and then and evaluate myself as a brand you know look at what i'm producing what other people are seeing and seeing if it's on the right track yeah okay i was gonna say so the feedback you get of course are happy clients uh, who who commission you you know if i had um, a bigger house and a spare <laughs> wall and lots of money i'd i could commission you to come and please turn that into something so how do you take a brief from people do you know what do you do you tell them what they need or do they do you ask them what they want how, how does the creative process take place um sometimes i'll go to somebody's house have a chat with them it, it, it's down to what they're wearing how conservative they are um what their viewpoints are if if there's somebody who's a little bit out there then i feel like i can loosen the reins on myself a little bit more we do have a lot of chats and depending on how flexible it can be with a brief i'll either you know streamline my something that i know they'll like or you know my favorite kind of commissions are when people say this is me this is what i like do what you want to fit and i usually nail it fantastic well when you do it then you're working on their wall right so if they don't like it you know, <laughs> can you take the wall away it's like having a haircut no you've taken too much off can you put some back <laughs> yeah well, I, I usually if it's a mural I, I get them to step in every now and then but I'm always I guess the more confidence you are and the more faith that you give them that you can do it the, the less control I think if there's somebody who has a deep need for control it's always a little bit more nervous on both sides and less chance that it will turn out well yeah but do you show them a sort of a visual or artist impression first of where you're going to get to or do you start creating and you don't even know until you finish what what the finished product will look like that that depends on what type of work it is. so if it's a chemical piece like chemical composition then most of the time it's blind because they're one hit wonders in terms of 
I have one shot to make it. Um, if it's a mural, definitely I'll do a sketch beforehand of what they're expecting to see. Yeah. Okay. No, very, very interesting. And uh, where, you know, where's the market for this sort of thing? Is it locally in Northampton, in the county? Is it in London? London, um, definitely. But I think London's oversaturated with a lot of busyness. Uh, I do have good success in Northampton. And I feel like if I branched out a little bit more, it would be nationwide and even worldwide. There's always an appetite for good artwork. Yeah, and certainly online, right? The, the world is your oyster, literally, with the online ability to sell through online. And talking about the world, um, your accent is, um, I don't think it's local, is it, Sarah? No, no, I'm originally from South Africa. And how, long have, how long have you been in the UK? Um, I've been here for 19 years, I think. Yeah. I'm uh, happy here, no? Very, very happy. Uh, the UK is one of the most amazing countries in the world, truly, for opportunity. Well, yeah, well, that's great to hear. And we, we need to talk up the, the country and talk up the county as well. I think one, you know, Northampton um, sometimes has a lack of belief, although I think things are changing and there's so much good to, to shout about. So if people want to find out more about your work, um, what are the sort of contact details or the website or Facebook that you direct them to? Well, I'm always very busy on uh, the Instagram. So that's Sarah Sebastian Artist. And you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm due to change my name on that, but I'm Sarah Martin on LinkedIn. Sarah Martin on LinkedIn, Sarah Sebastian Artist on Instagram. And yes, um, as I follow you, I do see an awful lot of stuff and creativity and comments and, you know, issues that you raise. Um, issues linked to the young people and some of the trauma that they've been experiencing as well. So you're quite um, open about these things, aren't you? And in almost sharing your own personal mood, no? Yeah, it's it's something that I'm deeply passionate about is personal healing. Um, it's something that uh, I've had to take quite seriously in my life because my development was definitely halted by a lot of trauma. And um, I have found myself having different kinds of therapy, um, mainly to combat dissociation disorder where uh, I have the feeling where I above my body, in my head a lot, very disconnected from my body and, and quite rigid in my body. It's affected a lot of things from sex to, you know, relationships, friendships, um, generally not feeling very safe because of a dysregulated nervous system, which I think a lot of people, you know, if, if you're somebody who drinks a, a bit more, if you're stressed or, you know, th there might be underlying reasons why you don't feel very safe in your body. Um, and I think, you know, without going too far into it, a lot of people in life feel that way, but they're not quite sure why. Mm. Um, and, you know, I feel like personally healing yourself has a massive effect on everyone else in your life. So yeah, it's absolutely, yeah. You can't always run away from your feelings. They're, they're there for a reason. Well, do you... Um... You know, you speak so well about these things. Do you read up on it? Have you studied these issues? I have um, as much as I can in my spare time. I've always gravitated towards literature and, um, you know, healing people who exhibit this kind of behavior. Um, in the last year, I've looked more into um, breathwork, cold showers, um, quite physical things like shaking and dancing and singing, um, you know, as a, as a means to help regulate my nervous system. But then there's 
them more things like um, I like the philosophy of Sydney Banks, uh, who speaks about mind, thought, and consciousness, uh, recognizing that a thought is a thought and you don't have to attach yourself to it too much. Mm. Amazing. It's really, um, you know, very deep things that you're talking about. Do you, is your art a product of the challenges that you've faced and, and facing and overcome in life? Uh, I think so, yes, because I truly believe I became an artist as a result of feeling traumatized. I do remember feeling like this is my world, nobody can touch it, I feel quite powerful here. Um, and definitely I identified with being an artist quite young and ran with it. But now as I've become older and I'm moving towards more of a, a space, trying to be more universal and make more connection in myself and with other people in my life, I do find that I am painting subjects and, and things that are sparking that idea, you know? Mm. Do you think that um, the care system or the social services for, you know, youth services, do we take enough advantage of using arts whether it's music or theater or or you know painting visual um as, as seriously as possible as a as a mechanism or a tool to help young people mm, short answer is no i don't think that it's used for anybody in life really that seriously you know uh creativity we find it stifled in schools but um as much as they're doing you know they they're doing their best, but I think we could definitely take advantage of using the arts as a, as a kind of gateway to feeling and healing, definitely. Mm. And not only for people who've, or young people, children who've experienced trauma. Um, last week, there was a program on BBC Radio 4. Now, let me think. It was at four o'clock on Tuesday, no, Wednesday, four o'clock on Wednesday called Sideways. And it mm -hmm. featured um, an artist who had you know gone into schools and very successful in turning young people around and basically the message was at that time we tried to cram their minds young people's minds full of facts and stuff like that actually as the brain develops in the teenage years the part that develops is the creative part and we therefore not doing enough to work on that creative part and as you think mentioned earlier on suppress it a little bit so there's something in this space uh, that um, you know I, I i sense we should do a lot more for and possibly there's there could even be funding out there to either you know develop it or experiment with it or prove the the evidence for doing this sort of thing i mean assist care clearly has an excellent ethos and uh, tries to go over and above in terms of the the children and its responsibility um, you know, is it supported by the local authorities? Yes, it is very much. Um, it, it's a, an amazing business. Um, the owners are very keen on producing uh, the best out of young people in any means possible. Oh, indeed. So looking forward then, Sarah, firstly, short term, um, what's, what are the plans for, for Christmas and then in the new year and hopes and aspirations in the next one, three, five years? Yeah. Um, good question. So Christmas, I was meant to be in South Africa, but I'm just going to stay here and probably just zone in and do more body work. Um, the next, you know, a few months after Christmas, get back into my work. And I guess for the next year to five years, probably just instinctively find out where it's best for me to go and how it's best to move forward. Uh, there's been a lot of flux. So it's definitely a case of getting in touch with my instincts and feeling brave to follow them. Yeah, and do you think, you know, will, will 
will the um, the artistry dominate or will the social impact and making a difference to young people's lives because uh, or will you be able to continue to work on both at the same time i feel i'll be able to continue to work on both at the same time because they're both very linked uh, as an artist you seem to be more egocentric and that's how i make more egocentric I it mm. seems and it doesn't feel as good as it does I'm in service so yeah. I keep open as somebody of service excellent so here's a question for you right and I, you know i think left brain right brain we've all got elements of both and one tends to dominate um, when i have to write or create something you know there's certain moments when it happens so do you sort of can you work nine till five and like like an author writing a book you know between nine till five i've got to write 500 words every hour and i've got to be disciplined or do you sort of um, lie around until all of a sudden, right, the inspiration has just arrived. I'm going to capture it right now. How, what's the process for your work? Um, I definitely go through uh, spouts of thing. When I am heavily working, I'll wake up very early, do some yoga, get in the studio by 8 a.m., probably waking up around about five or six. Uh, in the times when I'm not feeling inspired to paint, that's when I know that I need to... Um, add to the barrel of my inspiration so I'll have to do things that uh, shake me up a little bit you know have more different experiences to add to that be around people um, and then as you say just grab the moment when the inspiration comes and, and make sure I'm disciplined you know and all a large part of this is based on self-knowledge and self-awareness Sarah great pleasure to talk to you um Sarah Sebastian artist if you go on to Instagram on LinkedIn at the moment about to change Sarah Martin um Sarah is a very talented young lady got a particular style for her um her art which is worth looking at but also doing so much to help others young people who've experienced you know had bad experiences difficult starts in life trauma etc Sarah great pleasure as always to talk to you thank you so much for coming on the show so keep safe keep well have a great Christmas and um, keep doing the great work that you're doing on both fronts thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed that interview there are plenty more here on the podcast platform and of course you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.